So we do a hello. Well, I don't think we need a hello. You're an hour late. We just need to get into it. Ah, <laughs> but the people listening have not waited an hour. You've waited an hour. I waited an hour. Just do a hello. 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 How you doing? I'm alright, just been waiting an hour. I know, it's not going on a minute. What? Moaning. One hour, 60 minutes, waiting for you to come. It's There'll be people listening to this that know that that's just an acceptable That's actually time. an hour and 20 minutes. <laughs> Should you be here? An hour and 20 I know, minutes. but we had to take a new photograph of you. Well, no wonder. <laughs> Listen, listener, or listeners. Um, I went to do a podcast last week, turned up, Nevin's wearing a suit, done all his hair, <laughs> trimmed his beard, looking fabulous and he's like oh by the way we're getting pictures i'm scruffy <laughs> not not well obviously no one's cut their hair but i've been trimming the sides but i came by no way. effort <laughs> joggies looking a mess so you got a nice big shiny red nosed photo of me thank Is, you very much for that i think everybody will like it man it's got a it's got a good few watches and listens and stuff i because they're laughing at that <laughs> So I had to take a new photograph. So if you check the social medias, Rage Rage Pod, you'll see Giuseppe's new photograph. It's a belter. And as everyone would appreciate who's listening, he just posted that on the World Wide Web. I didn't even know that picture was going there. I so did. it was a surprise to me. <laughs> so this week, we are going to talk about the top three pieces of advice that we would give our 20-year-old selves. Wow. So, who wants to go first? We'll do a turnaround. Ah, you go first because you are looking nice today. Oh, thank, thank you very much. Um, so. You're supposed to say you are too. Uh, well, <laughs> they'll see it on the photo. They can judge themselves. Aye, please. <laughs> I'll do a before do, and after. Do a poll. <laughs> yes. No, I don't do that. Who looks better? In one vote. Me. <laughs> right. So, my first uh, piece of advice I'll give my 20 year old self is stop caring what other people think about you I mean it's quite similar to one of mine but no I I like that is a very important lesson because everyone tells each other that and everyone tells you that when you're a kid it's not important what other people do but it's very 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 difficult not to do that yeah. because your friends your peers your your colleagues are all people that you like aspire to to be or to do as well as or like or like well for me it's um i it's it's about not being embarrassed and and what i mean by that is i still I, i've not solved that i don't not care what people think about it. i've not mastered this but it's something i would love to have sort of been told earlier and maybe take on board properly earlier because like you're saying, you know it, and people tell you that, and it's a well-known fact. Oh, I don't care what anyone else thinks of you, but it's actually very, very hard to to make it a reality of, in your life. Of course. And so I think it's beautiful to be embarrassed, look like an idiot, like just do stupid stuff, like take up a hobby that you enjoy, don't let anyone else put you off it. And we've spoken about this before. I think it's part of a British slash Scottish culture, and it's based around our humour. Humour's a good old slagging. Yeah. But we definitely live more, sort of... Uh, as soon as you do something different, you're getting slagged for it. Aye. If I came here on my rollerblades... 
I'd get a pounding. <laughs> you would, right? I'd get yeah, a pounding yeah. the whole way here, I'd get a pounding when I arrived, and I'd get a pounding on the podcast, and I'd get a pounding on the way home. Yeah. But, so I, I, I get that, that that's a, a trade-off. We have a really well-known, well-world-renowned sense of humour in Scotland, but yeah. it also means that people are so worried about looting being embarrassed or like oh, I'm not going to dance or oh, I'm not going to do that because I'll just get a slagging for it I'm not going to wear that because I'll get a slagging for it I get a slagging for wearing a different colour of glasses one day <laughs> I wore gold glasses and everyone went mental yeah I know that's our I, culture I, I, I don't know what it is like because Glasgow is quite open with people wearing weird and wonderful funky like outfits and they must not care what people think because I imagine they get a load of yeah we're open warmth. to strangers doing it but if you did it I, yeah, I found you. You worried? Yeah, yeah, it's, no, yeah, I, I agree. I feel, I feel the exact same way. Like, whereas if I seen a stranger, I'd probably go, "Oh, good on him." Like, if I wanted to do ballroom dancing, I'd get pounded. <laughs> <laughs> you would, but if I seen a stranger doing it, I'd think, "No, good on him, man. That's good. He doesn't yeah. care what anybody thinks, and that is the key to life—not caring what other people think." Because ultimately, who are other people? They're just they're, their opinions are no more valid than yours. And often, if anyone actually does give you a pounding. It's because they're insecure and they would actually quite like to maybe do something like that themselves. They resent the fact that you don't care because people are jealous of that. Yeah. I admire it when I see it. I go, that's brilliant. Look, they don't care. But do you know what I get? Like, it's easier said than done because like, if if someone you care about says something... Oh, that's what I mean. You, you, do, you, you can't help but care because... The the, the, the the It depends on the type of person you are, but most people like have feelings. And like... No. You, like it would be like wouldn't be human not to think about oh they said I look like rubbish in this outfit or you would think about it. That's like, the problem. It's our friends that do it mostly. It's like strangers will give you a pound, but it's more likely I think in my case that my friends are going to give me a slagging. And like you say, that's the most impactful keep, keep, people. Yeah, and they keep. They, but like element is of, of love keeping you grounded. But there's also an element of like sometimes maybe friends are the people who are most jealous of something that you achieve, something you do, and they wish they could do it. And it's not a nice trait of many people, but many times, if you, like if you watch TV, you watch programmes, you hear stories, a lot of times the friends are the most jealous and put their friend down because it makes them feel a little bit better. And that's yeah. that's not a good friend, but it's a common trait, I'd say. Yeah, and there's a, there is a balance, like you say. Twice uh, since I've known you, I've seen you pop an ear in. And one time, <laughs> I was completely supportive. I think, do you know what, mate? Good on you. Rocket, we stud. That's cool. What did you say the next but time? But the other time, he popped a little palm tree in his ear, and I thought we're, we're going tropical <laughs> theme on holiday. I didn't see the problem. That's absolutely pounded the whole <laughs> night. Like, and look at look at Proudlock from Made in Chelsea. He walks about with that palm tree with pride, and everyone goes, "Oh, look how cool he is!" I pop it in. Everyone's just staring at me, thinking, "What are right. you doing?" So, but what I mean is, but surely you see a wee difference there, though. It was, it, I thought the palm tree was a wee bit much, but the stud rocket man. But like, I was happy wearing it. Yeah, and you're they're right. I should have just supported it. I still cared what people think because I've not worn it since that holiday. I know. I'm sorry. I don't even, I don't even know what it is. Well, but, maybe we'll get a picture for the. The Instagram with you the palm tree in like I genuinely don't know what it is but I'll try and find it but like one of my friends actually this is similar so he's got quite a quirky like dress, dress sense who and oh no uh, we can't say we can't say like, <laughs> sorry um, I forgot he has quite a, you're just hoping it's you <laughs> <laughs> um, he's got quite a quirky dress sense and uh, I remember one time on holiday he came and he was wearing a sovereign on his pinky lots of tattoos 
Uh-huh. Oh my God, this, the pounding he got. And we went um, <laughs> we went skinny dipping and he lost his sovereign and every one of us was just ecstatic. Finally lost that sovereign. I hated it. But like, that's exactly an actual example of like, you should just do whatever you want. You shouldn't I, really care. I agree. And he's quite good at that. He doesn't really care. Uh, but like, if you style what people think and, and he yeah. most often looks good. Yeah, and the the last thing I sort of wrote about this point before I'll let you move on to yours was that by doing what you want as well, see, it's a hobby, right? I'm not saying you need to just ditch your friends if they don't like the same things or they slag you once in a while. That is life, but try not let it affect what you do because see if you just go ahead and do it anyway, take the wee slagging. Not only will you enjoy it, people will actually be jealous of you. You might meet people that are similar to you and actually appreciate those things and have new people to share those interests with. So if you like doing something, if you like reading books, no one else does, join a book club, you'll meet people who you can talk to that about and then you don't need to talk to your pals about it and you will only get a pound in. Yeah. If you met new people, you don't need to ditch your pals because you have your slagging. That's that's part of being pals. But yeah, I think there's a, so much freedom and truly not caring what people think. And although that's almost impossible to achieve, I would say, in, in our country and in our society, you can certainly give it a, a good go. And I'm much better now than I used to be, but it's, it's one of those things. This podcast, see when people in my work find out I do this podcast, I will get a pounding. You'll be called Poddy. I'll get a pounding. Right, Poddy. I, I will, I'll get a pounding. And they'll, they'll quote lines back to me that we've said, they'll like slag yeah. in, they can. But I've went and done it anyway, and it's out there. So this, this podcast was a pretty big one for me, I think. Don't know if it was the same for you. Um, nah, not like not for my work. Like, but, but they probably would. Like, if they heard it, they would slag me definitely. But I mean, I just laugh it off, I guess. Okay. Um, but like my what one of my points is quite similar to. So you going on? You do point two? Yeah. So my one of mine is quite similar. So mine was ignore outside influences that you're not in control of. So not slightly different enough. I know. I different think enough. I know you're like, go, so, um, an ex- example would be getting stressed about something that you genuinely so i'm really bad for this having a job interview right you have the job interview it goes well Um, they give you good feedback they offer you they're they're offering you the job but you don't hear you don't get the job offer for like four weeks six weeks i then start to worry and stress that they've changed my mind and worrying that, that something that's out with my control i've already been told um positively that i got the job it's got it's gone well but i sit there and worry that they might have changed their mind something else might have happened like elaborate stories in my mind Mm -hmm. stressing myself out worrying myself out when in reality i have no control over if they did change their mind i have no control over that there's no reason to get worried about it there's no reason to get stressed about something that you can't fundamentally change like yeah I've also got a friend that's so laid back and he always, he takes that approach just like, if you can't affect it, then why worry? There's no point in worry. Yeah. Like, and I also worked with a guy, so when I worked in the oil and gas industry, um, I was worried about the oil industry crashing, right? And my boss was a, was a very good boss and he used to work for the RAF and he, I remember one day I was particularly stressed, I think it was with work or something, and he said to me, he said, did anyone die? I went, no. When, what's the point? Why are you getting stressed? There's yeah. no reason to get stressed. Yeah. It's only a job. So that's an example 
for me, when if I could tell myself when you're younger, like stop worrying about things you have no control over because you're panicking over over nothing. That yep. there's, there's there's nothing you can do about it. Yep, that's similar in the sense that it's very very hard to manage, but it's just one of those things you've got to work on. I, my very similar sort of things that I work off of is will I still be worrying about this this time next year? And see if the answer's no, I might as well stop worrying now. Yeah. And the second thing I do that's a very similar vein is, can I change this? Can I do anything to affect this? And if the answer is no, then forget about it. And if the answer is yes, then do something about it. And therefore, it's sort of the the situation answers itself. If you can change it, make that change. If you can't change it, stop worrying about it. I totally agree. I think that's a great point. Yeah, because I spent a lot of my younger years worrying about things I had no control of. Like, for example, it's like worrying about COVID. No one's got any control about it. Mm-hmm. So you just got to, I know it's bloody hard, like tr- like going through a year where you can't see your friends, can't see your loved ones, can't go anywhere. But there's genuinely nothing anyone can do about it. So you just got to try and get through and stop thinking about it. It's the age old thing, you can, only, you can only control your reaction to things. You can't control everything. All you can control is how you react to it. Yeah. And that applies to loads of stuff. It applies to work. It everything to do with like I, anything that's a stressful situation. You just can I and change like it could do with anything that someone's done to you. You can't control how other people act or how outside influences occur. Aye. You can only react. You can only affect your reactions on that. Yeah, hundred percent. Mm. Well, I go for three then. Yeah, go on. Okay, so three for me is the things that you want to do and experience. Do them now. And I literally mean now. Whatever age you are, right now listening to this, do them. Start planning them and get them done. There is no better time to do things than now because there is never a right time to do anything. There's never a right time to put anything off till, in most cases, if we're talking about experiences that you want to see and achieve in your life, do them now. I can't believe I've waited to 30 to do a lot of things. If you want to, I know I hate saying this word, but if you, if you want to travel or if you want to change career or if you want to take a big step and move abroad or if you want to, you've just got to do all these things now. If you want to start learning to do something, learn it now. I put off so much because of my career and I thought, oh, I'll, get, I'll wait till I'm in the door a couple of years, get my head down, wait till I'm a bit more comfortable. And that was meant to be two years, turned into four years, six years, eight years, ten years. And I'm ten years in now and I've, I've put off so much. I meant to take a career break about seven years ago and I just kept going, well, I'll maybe wait until I've just got a wee bit more money. Aye, just a wee it's bit like more. what we spoke about before. Aye. Um, is you put these milestones in your life of like a new car, a house, a holiday with your friends mm. or um, marriage, kids, whatever it might be. And... So once you get to that ne- that milestone, so like if you say, "Oh, I'll just put it off," I'll, I just I just need ten thousand pounds saved. Aye. Once you get ten thousand, you just like, may as well just I'll go for fifteen thousand. And it was the argument of when like the element if you if you are someone who drives to be a millionaire, you're not going to go, "Oh, I've got a million, I'll retire now." You're going to go, "I want two million, I want it five million. Mm-hmm. And that's that. I guess that's like I'm not I'm not arguing with your point, but the, that's the problem with those elements of like when you're saying you want what you'd say to your 20 year old self is do it now 
hindsight's wonderful. That's why I'm saying, don't listen to yourself, listen to me. I've, I've put it off and I'm telling you, all you'll think is, I wish I'd done that eight years ago. Because now all that's happened is I'm older, I've got less time, I'm worried about... Now I've got a like a mortgage that I'm thinking, yeah, oh no, yeah. what do I do with that now? And now I'm thinking, ironically, I've give, I've now contributed 10 years to my career that it seems mad to now walk away from the career. Because the longer I've been in it, the, the harder it is to walk away from. Because I think, well, I've done 10 years now, is there much point do, walking so, away from it? Do these things as soon as you physically can. Whether that's, you want to buy a van and travel around Scotland, you want to live abroad, you want to travel, you want to give up work you want to try a job that you're actually never going to do as a career but you've always wanted to do it just do it now if you're 20 and listen to this start planning these things now and do them as soon as you possibly can i would say personally do not wait until you're comfortable do not think oh well i'll get in the job and whatever and i'll do a couple of years get myself a wee flat then i'll think of these things it i just think that's not worked for me at all and i wish i'd i wish i'd done all these things years and years and years ago and then started my job later and then okay my, my progression of my jobs maybe a little bit um, put back but who, who cares no I agree I, I agree with all your points I mean yeah like uh, it's a little bit unfair on 20 year old Nevin but I do I do understand where you're coming from because like one element that I would always look back when I was younger was so when you're at uni you get like what May to September off and when I look back, I always regret the fact that I never like went away. Like I'm lucky enough to have a holiday home. I could have just went there, worked in a bar there, or just enjoyed time away for the full three months. But instead, what I did was work here to go on a two week holiday with my mates. Yeah, because that's what was most important. To me. And I'm not saying that's wrong because your friends are so important when you're that age. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I'm saying is, when I look back, I go. Like I kind of think that was a bit of a waste of time, and and I get your like the problem is a career in a mortgage kind of ties you down, and it, I don't know if it's just a a British thing or a worldwide problem, but people see it as a like it like something to hold you back when in reality it's something that pushes you forward because having a mortgage you're fortunate enough because not like how many the percentage of people who own a house in in the world must be like 10 percent, it must be a lot it must be very low but i wouldn't say put off anything to get a mortgage though what's that i wouldn't say put off anything to go and get a mortgage like i wouldn't say finish uni and then think right i'll get myself a wee mortgage first then i'll go and do it but do you think a do mortgage would, do you think a mortgage would stop you doing no, those things it wouldn't stop you but I rent it out. it wouldn't stop you doing it but definitely don't put it off for it yeah because if you put it off you, you'll just think another reason you think Oh, I'm gonna wait and get the kitchen done, and then once I've got the place all sorted, then I'll go. And then you, you're already three years into your career, and you think, oh, I'll, but I'm what, almost again a promotion. I'll I'll go for that, and then I'll see. And it's just endless. If you are finishing uni just now, finish uni, and go and do what you want to do. The jobs will be waiting for you when you get back. There's maybe not even a job for you available now, so don't worry about it too much. Right. But I mean, what I like, I would I would love to hear the views of someone who had done that. And how they felt, like if they are sitting here, they don't have a mortgage, they don't have a career, but they've had the last 10 years of doing exactly what they want. I'd love to hear their views. But they could still have the career I have. They would just be four years behind me. And that makes no difference. Same with you, if you'd have left I mean, uni. I just, I, I'd love to hear their views yeah. and what they feel and think. I, don't, I think they might be like, oh, it'd be nice to have a mortgage, but there's no way I'd give up that three years travelling. No, you'd never look, but, uh, you'd never look back at an experience that you enjoyed and go, that's cost you money and go, 
I wish I never done that. Exactly. Whereas you look back in jobs and go, I wish I never done that. Aye, 100%. I think even if they went, yeah, I'm a bit gutted. I'd like to be a bit further forward in my career. I'd like to have a house by now um, and maybe focusing about having a family. But I would never give up that two or three years that I mm. like just threw out, like wasted and quotation marks here, wasted travelling, if you know what I mean, because it's not wasted, it's yeah. never going to be wasted, that experience, it's made you who you are. I think this all goes nicely into my next point. Go for it. Which is, focus on what makes you happy. That, okay. that, that's that's what I would tell myself, because when I was... And what do you mean by that? Like When I was 20, I focused on uh, monetary goals. Yep. So, they are, like we have discussed... Finish my uni degree to get a job, to save for a house, to save for the things I want. Just very much just like that. Like, essentially, when you're born, you go born, nursery, primary school, high school, uni, job, retirement, death. Which is brutal. Exactly. And I think when I was younger, like I was just so focused on what I thought was what I should be doing rather than what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Like... What would you have wanted to do? Well, so firstly would be the like taking advantage of those three months. Yeah. Um, do Erasmus at uni. So work away, go to uni for a year. And I never, because at that time, like the relationship I was in was too important for me um, mm-hmm. to leave. And when I think back, like if it was important enough that I would have made it through, like, like the experience yeah. I would have had, um, move country, uh, with my job or move country altogether mm-hmm. um, go, lo- go I, I did go travelling for three months so I, I think I like, fulfilled that kind of aspiration that dream the one thing I, I, I regret is like not like having a base for maybe three months six months in one particular area that I liked yeah. and getting to know the place a little bit better the locals because I essentially went from hostel to hostel and kind of met the same kind of people like myself. I didn't really meet the locals. <laughs> yeah. I met Australians and Americans and British people. Aye. Um, so from that element, like, I wish I'd done that. Um, Do you know what I think is screaming out from all these points? It's just that your health is not promised to you. It's not a guarantee. Yeah. So if you want to do these things, you really need to do them because... There is no gap. There's no promise that you will even make the, it to thirty. The problem is, like, so when I was when I finished uni, I was going to go to Australia. Like, Australia was my like target. I was going to move to Australia because there was loads of jobs. Uh-huh. And what happened was, um, the mining industry collapsed. So, like, my whole year, like, half of them went and couldn't get a job. So, I did, like, when I got back from traveling in January, I decided not to go and I decided to pursue a career in like oil instead. Um, but when I think back. I, when I was that age, I was like, oh, I was just going to go to uni. I was just going to go to Australia. Not, not like it would have it made it work with my parents. But when, when I think now, I don't know how I could take that step to move away because I would always think I've only got one life. And you know, you the same premise of I've only got one life. You should do what you need to do and yep. want to do. Yeah. But I've only got one life with one family. So if I spend that life in Australia, never seen them. Yeah. Well, I feel guilty when I get older and they pass away, and I think. I only had one life and I just spent it away from my parents because I was being selfish. I wanted what I wanted. So what's the answer? I honestly don't know the answer to that because like, it, it's, it's a, it's a, a double-edged sword because your parents would want you to do what you wanted to do 
and if you want to go abroad and live in a different country not hold you back but like, I don't know the answer it's a, it's a, it's a real right. hard one on the heart because you're either choosing to have your parents involved in your life and your children's lives and like a big family one. It depends how close you are with your family and your friends or you choose what's best for you and your potential partner and their and it's, your family. It's, it's got to be a balance because... It's the, in an ideal world, you're just born somewhere you want to live. Well, Scotland. Like for me, I love Scotland. Scotland's an amazing country. But the biggest flaw... Rain. by far is the weather like and i can't i can't handle the weather like i i used to spend like all my summers my easters my, my christmas in italy i used to spend six weeks in the summer in, in italy my skin dies in the winter here my mental health goes through the floor in the winter period because i just can't i can't hack this i'm so used to being away like being away and so if you're chasing happiness should you move Yes, I should. Why don't you? Um, for the very reasons that like, we're outlining here not to do. <laughs> family. Fa- family. Family is a huge reason. You, my friends. Oh, thank you. <laughs> all of them, some of them, is, uh, a, is another huge reason. Aye. Um, but maybe I'm just not brave enough to just do it. Because realistically, Europe's just on our doorstep. Could you trial it? I could move to Italy quite easily because I've got a Italian passport. Um, I, I would pick up, so, I would get back to being fluent quite easily. So why um, don't you? Why don't you give it a go? Fear. I, it's fear. It's fear. That, we're preaching here. I, I know saying, we're preaching, but we're we're also like learning, learning on the job. We're preaching and we're learning. Like yeah. I, I would love to try it and do it, but there's always like. The, I don't know. You'd make friends out there and all you need to do is travel back. I know. I, I No, I, I I agree with everything I'm saying. I just like, I've just spent, what, total of seven years at uni with one degree, another master's and another master's and just finally focused on a career that I, like, I'm happy doing and a job I'm happy working at. Mm-hmm. Then I'll just go, all right, okay, done all that. Now I'm going to move. Maybe, maybe, maybe it is the right idea. But are you happy in this job? Because, you, I mean, if Giuseppe's employer's listening, he loves his job. But he does love working with animals. Yeah, no, I'm so happy. The job right now, the people I'm working with are great. Like, the actual company is busy. Like, I'm not bored. Um, But it's still in Scotland. <laughs> so if right. I could work from home in a more tropical country, then maybe... But there's an element of the grass isn't always greener. So if I moved away, I'm away from my friends, my family, my loved ones. Uh, and then I've got nice weather. Whereas the balance, I don't know. Like, I, I think you have to go with someone you who's a big part of your life. You go with someone who's a big part of your life. The people's and, more important. Yeah, people is more important. That, that's fundamental. What it is. People are more important than the place. Yeah. So you live in misery in the place you don't want to live because your family there. There we go. Nice positive message for all the twenty-year-olds. There, live in misery. No, the point is that when you're twenty, just go because then you won't think right. about it. Yeah, because you're you're young and you you're actually sh- have you have you could go away for twenty to twenty-six and come back and still have exactly whatever left. Aye, you know what? I mean? Right. Well, I move on to mine. Aye. My third one and final one is it's, it's not it's not an inspirational one. It's treat everyone with respect until they give you a solid reason not to. Then cut them out so basically cut people 
quicker. Oh, I like this one. This <laughs> one's good. So it's, is, do you know it's both. It's I'm going to reveal something before we decided on Rage Rage podcast. That one of the name suggestions was it's just two left or something. Was it? Are we the only two left? Are we the only two left? I would. I'm definitely on board with cutting people out. People deserve to be cut. <laughs> they give you no effort. Screw them. <laughs> well, so honest to God, it's both. It's it's two. It's two sides. To this. So the first one is. In order to do that with a clear conscience, you need to first treat everyone with the same respect. So you're obviously thinking about long-term friends, but I mean, people you just meet, anyone, people you meet in work, long-term friends, treat everyone, give everyone the same chance, the same respect. Tinder swipes? No, don't. Just swipe left if they don't look like your cup of tea. Tinder's an exception. But people you meet, treat them with respect because I have been, to my shame, I do hold regrets about not treating people fairly in my life. Oh, really? Yeah, it could be in work, it could be... It could be people that I've dealt with in work, it could be colleagues, it could be um, friends, it could be acquaintances, it can be family. I... It's like, kind of like we were talking about earlier, you feel guilty and you're like... Yeah, yeah. And I date to your mum and dad when you're young. I feel that bit about loads of folk. I think of all the people... Even going as far back as school, I feel really bad about that, like that one person in school that you maybe didn't treat right. And I know we were kids, but I've definitely never been the perfect person throughout my life. And I regret not treating everyone with that respect because who am I to decide whether someone deserves respect or not? But the caveat to that is you must know your own limit. And when someone gives you a solid reason not to, I believe that you need to be more forthcoming and just speaking to them. I think before you cut people out, you speak to them and you say, look, this is how I'm feeling. Um, yeah. And then you do make that decision because there'll be a negative influence in your life. Um, I, I was going to, I've wrote down an example. So there was, I'll tell you something about work, right? There was a guy in work and he, um, he didn't do it. But what happened was someone else did something in work. To him or? No, to me. Someone did something and worked to me, okay? okay? And I didn't know who it was. Someone had done it and... What did they do? I, well, I can't tell you, obviously. Yeah. So... Can you tell me off here? Yeah. Whatever they'd done, I didn't know who it was. However, as I was trying to work out who it was, something transpired, a, a, a small piece of... A small bit of information that made it seem to me impossible that it could be anyone apart from this guy. And I honed in on that. And I was like that. He is so nice as well. What a snake. And for honestly a year, I was so horrible at him. And I don't mean bullying him and outwardly horrible, but he was such a friendly guy. Come on, how are you doing, Craig? And I just go, I fine. Never ask him how he was. Totally dismissive of how he was when he was speaking to me. And that is the reason I have put the word solid in there. A solid reason to cut people out because I didn't give him that fair chance. I made an assumption. I treated him like I was a real... Real sort of just arsed to him for a year. Was just, it him? No, I found out it wasn't him. And only after a year I found out it wasn't him. And I was actually so racked with guilt that I spoke to him about it. I, I waited to one night, it was only us two left in the office, and I said, look, mate, I don't know if you've noticed I've been pretty sharp with you for the past about year. And I, I explained something happened i thought it was you it wasn't you i am really really sorry but you've stood up for it and you, you I, made up for the, the the error of your ways that's the, the right way you approached it aye and that but that was my final point because i am still making those mistakes that mistake was only like two years ago but yeah. you've got to treat everyone respect until but and as soon as there is a solid underlined solid reason not to respect them anymore get rid of them don't waste any time on them don't worry about their opinion just i move on 
No, I like no, I, I like that one. Like, I, I like from a d- different side of the, the the coin. I would say that I probably give people too many chances, and I, that guy should have cut me I, out. I, yeah, and don't cut them out. Like right. people deserve to be cut out. If if you don't give me any, like if you only come to me when you need something, you don't ask me. Like you you don't give. It's not reciprocated friendship where like I support you, you support me. If it's only a one way friendship then like what's the point like why sh- like they don't respect me enough to like, to care aye but then they, ex- they expect me to be there when they've got an issue like or like they don't answer back or they don't message or they don't show any interest or they make you feel bad when you've achieved something good yeah like why 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 do you, people like people hold on to friendships because of long longevity like the, the longevity of the relationship so you've known someone for 20, 20 years. It's hard to 10 drop. Years. Hard to you, drop that. You, right. you put up with so much crap just because you've known them a long time. Aye. Rather than, what do they actually bring to my life apart from misery? I mean, I've seen it. I've seen a good um, meme about it. And I've seen it yesterday or something. And it was like, feeling guilty that you've not been checking in on people during lockdown. And then it's like the next one is like, then realising that phones are both way and no one has checked in on you. Exactly. That, that, that's exactly it. Like, like, I I completely agree. I I I don't want to go into any more detail, but <laughs> let's start outing people. Yeah. God. So, your final one. Yeah. Um. So, I like I like that point. It's it's taking my breath away. So my my final point was, don't take life so seriously. Okay. Um, because what you find out like, as you get older with wisdom is that I never want to grow up the moment I grow up and become mature is the moment I die because by having a a more childlike more fun mentality to life yeah it's, it just makes you a better person to be around and a better person to for yourself your own Sandy because as soon as you start to get bogged down on the seriousness of how life can be is when you become miserable and you start to stress you start to worry you start to get caught up in your own mind. Yeah. I think um, something I've heard said is that you only realise what true worries are when you have true worries. And those true worries are family with ill health, you with ill health. That's when you realise this is something to worry about. This is something to worry about. See everything else, pretty much, uh, reminds me of the phrase, this too shall pass. Everything will pass. And you're right, don't take it too seriously. If something happens in working, you think, oh no, this is the end of the world. It's not. I'll tell you it's something. Really not. I'll tell you something like an example of me taking things too seriously. Like so I worked in this this company during that twelve months. I hated it. I think we've spoken about it before, how much I hated it. Mm-hmm. Um and my dog, it was getting put down. Mm-hmm. And I, I I basically made the decision to get her put down because she was not in a very good state. And I remember like not like going into work rather than staying with the dog oh. while she was getting put down yeah and in that moment like i made the serious choice of like well i need to go to work because it's work a job that i hated yeah. I, I hated it yeah instead i went into work rather than spending the last like couple hours just with my dog that i'd had for like 14 15 years yeah and i regret that because life's about like the the family your loved ones your friends not about Aye. a job yeah 
It's not like if your work can't appreciate and have the heart and decency to realize that people have love and uh, feelings towards different things than you may have. Like they don't care. Like if someone who owns a dog will know, like a dog's a family member. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you if if you don't have the decency to uh, like realize and uh, the, the emotional awareness that you like, I remember that particular day, um, like I. Like broke down in work, <laughs> um, and my boss. Like when I think back, my boss was just so awkward with me. And you know what he said to me he was like, "Oh well, as long as you get your like uh, your free trials and two logins, you you will be fine. You just 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 um." Well, as in that's what you need to do. I, so yeah, I needed to do work. So I basically needed to do, get three people on the, a call and um, give them a trial of the software and then do uh, like two demonstrations. <laughs> He's like, "As long as you do that, you'll be fine." If I was that boss, yeah. And then, and then in the future, if I'm ever a boss and someone comes to me in that situation, I was like, "Go home, go home." Yeah, you're not doing anyone any good here. Like, this is this, not this, important. Most more important, like how you feel in someone that an, an animal or a person that's yeah. important to you or work. It's easy and, to get and, wrapped and, up in that and work. And yeah, because people get the problem is bosses get pressure from their boss and their boss gets pressure from their boss and it all stipples down. Whereas if there was if there's someone at the top that is a bit more refined and appreciates the way the world is and filters that down then every boss will be the same and and that's the way that a workplace should be people should appreciate that everyone has their own problems at home and be sympathetic to that obviously you can't there's boundaries to things but a bit of like human element was required there and when i look back i think why did i why did i even stay i should have just went home i I think that's that's me taking life too serious in the sense of work taking that too seriously when i should have went what's more real what's more important here i think that's amazing i i think I, my favorite managers and line managers have been the people who go i understand this is not important go home now like yeah. go home now I'm, but, I'm not even asking i'm telling you go here and i try and do the same because i know that anyone in my line management i know that see as soon as something goes wrong in their personal life what is happening in work now has of no consequence to them. They do not care. No. And if they do care, that's my job to go, right, listen, if something's going on at home, you need to sort that, make that a priority because that's everything to you. This job, jobs come and go. And everybody in their job, you listening, everybody thinks their job is vital. It's for 99% of the population, your job's not vital, as in it's not life no. and death. The people you love are vital. Yeah. The people in the... Animals, in this case. Aye. Will we do a review, summary? Yeah, if you want. Stop caring what other people think. Ignore outside influences that are not in your control. The things you want to do and experience, do them now. Focus on what makes you happy. Treat everyone respect until they give you a solid reason not to, then cut them out. Definitely. And take life less seriously. Because you only have one. That's odd. Love it. I love that. That was a nice ending. Did you like that? Aye. Very good. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah, I'm happy with that. Thank you everybody for listening. Hopefully you took something from this, even if it was um, a bit personal to us. Yeah, I hope so. Right. 